but we don't want divisive curriculum in our classrooms. We've got to stop putting activism ahead of learning immediately. The focus on diversity has actually created um, greater division and disunity. Those two parents have children in the Scottsdale Unified School District. During a governing board meeting, they called in to speak to their grievances over critical race theory. Amy Carney demanded for better curriculum transparency. Robin Snyder wants to make sure she's the one teaching her kids moral values and not school teachers. We rely on you all as our wonderful district teachers and administrators to teach, teach them what they need to know in terms of the subject matter, but don't, um, don't indoctrinate Please with opinion. Scottsdale schools are far from the only school dealing with this debate. Over the last four months, parents and politicians alike have been arguing over critical race theory. But what is critical race theory? When did it begin? We spoke with Jamal K. Donner, an associate professor at William & Mary's School of Education, to break down this type of study. So critical race theory is an amalgamation of critical perspectives that looks at the role of the law, the American judicial system, and uh, public policies in terms of the ways in which they've been used to structure and create inequalities according to race, gender, sexual orientation, class, uh, disabilities or abilities, so to speak. It's a type of study that's been around for more than 30 years. It's been primarily studied by law students, legal scholars, and those focused on constitutional law. Donner said it came out of a time when legal scholars wondered why progress had stalled after the Civil Rights Act of 1964. CRT is meant for graduate and professional studies. It's just really trying to broaden our conception, our understandings of how society functions as well as how it's structured. According to Donner, it's also trying to debunk the idea that laws are neutral and that everyone is treated equally under American law. In large part, the debate surrounding critical race theory has spurred out of two major moments over the past year. First is the conversation that people have started having over the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And really trying to, how do we reconcile that, have the important, difficult, yet necessary conversations to move forward as a society um, where we eventually do live in a society where everyone is treated equally before the law. Everyone is granted equal access to opportunities, resources, because I think that's one of the things that gets left out of the discussions around critical race theory is that its end goal is equality for everyone. Equality for everyone, whether according to race, gender, sexual orientation, class, abilities, disabilities, it's about equality. And the second is because of former President Donald Trump. We need a Republican Congress to ban critical race theory. You know, I had During a campaign-style rally in Ohio, he spoke to his base on the growing pushback against critical race theory. Although Trump is no longer in office, he still holds political power over the changing nature of the Republican Party. Donner has seen this to be an opportunity for those against critical race theory to, quote, seize the moment. And for some reason, critical race theory has been has become that political football, so to speak, 
where um, I, I would argue some of it is political opportunism by some people trying to curry favor, gain power, uh, gain access. But parents have genuine fear over this type of intense curriculum being taught to their children. However, this is rooted in misinformation because critical race theory is studied in tandem with laws in a law school setting. So critical race theory in some respects has become this catch-all boogeyman for anything dealing with race, diversity, equity, or inclusion, when in fact, that's the furthest thing. So what's happening here on the ground in Arizona as this debate continues to unfold? The COVID-19 pandemic forced parents to really become more aware of their children's curriculum while they were attending school virtually. The setting prompted many parents to look for more transparency in terms of what their kids are actually learning inside the classroom. And as in-person school board meetings really returned and ramped up, the Arizona Republic City reporters noticed parents packing local school board meetings, speaking during public comments on these issues. Joshua Bowling, our Peoria and Glendale reporter, saw this popping up in Peoria beginning in late March. And the first response I saw that I thought was interesting uh, was at a Peoria Unified School District governing board meeting. There were dozens of parents and protesters there packing the room saying, we don't want you to teach critical race theory to our children. And the district's response was to try and um, limit transparency by moving the meeting totally virtual that night. And the people in the room raised that they really pushed back on that to the point where the the district then reversed and said, okay, false alarm, we're going to keep this going in person. Similar arguments were happening in the Litchfield Elementary School District and in the Scottsdale Unified School District. Parents feared that CRT, or diversity, equity, and inclusion curriculum, would in turn make white students feel guilt or shame, and that it would create divisiveness between white and non-white students. It's something that Scottsdale parent Robin Snyder said her child experienced during the past year. And this year, we we saw it on football at the beginning of the year. There was just such an emphasis on this diversity that really created, in some ways, segregation. And um, it it created problems against friend groups that were previously amicable. And it was just an unnecessary and uh, disappointing thing to see. And it it really becomes kind of a, a loaded phrase. Uh, when that starts getting thrown around um, by these protesters in school board meetings, uh, because they they very much take that or critical race theory or equity as less of respect or advancement for minorities and more of an attack on, on white people. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of that just comes down to not not agreeing on, on what those terms mean. Parents are rallying against the teaching of critical race theory or anything adjacent to it. However, when Joshua and Republic reporter Hanada Klo spoke with school officials, they found that to be untrue. A lot of the parents are saying they're saying that the school districts are including critical race theory to the curriculum. And if you reach out to any school official, they're going to say, 
trick or race is not in the curriculum at all. And so we, we've seen people that are getting a lot of misinformation and then taking that misinformation to their school boards and trying to push back on what they perceive as something being taught. But in reality, it's it's never entered their classroom. And we've even taken this back to uh, some of the leaders of the, you know, the parents or the protesters, uh, some of the anti-CRT folks that we see. And even they will admit, yes, we know CRT is not being taught in our classrooms, but it could be eventually and we need to take a stand against it now. Or, well, yeah, it's not being taught in our classrooms, but things like equity initiatives or inclusivity are influenced by CRT and we need to fight that. If critical race theory is not being taught in Arizona schools, how did parents latch on to the idea that it is or was? Joshua and Hanada's reporting showed that it was largely spread and pushed by conservative media outlets like Fox News, Breitbart News, and The Ben Shapiro Show. According to MediaMatters.org, Fox News has mentioned critical race theory 1,300 times in the last three and a half months. And our reporting has shown that that's part of what's driving people to go to the meetings and to protest uh, critical race theory. These conservative media outlets have taken their cues from Trump over his disdain for any quote-unquote critical race theory. In turn, this coverage has really fueled parents who are watching these shows and are already sort of either politically active in education or looking for a cause to get involved with. And what we found is there are a lot of people coming into these meetings who are more than just parents. They're politically active. Uh, We see uh, the Purple for Parents group showing up and driving a lot of this conversation. And, uh, you know, longtime readers will remember their involvement with the Red for Ed Uh, movement just a few years ago, how politically active those groups became. And we've also seen that Arizona has kind of exploded onto national media with, um, with some of your more extreme biased outlets. While parents packed school board meetings, the Arizona legislature was moving forward last session with bills that could ban critical race theory in the classrooms. The first came with Senate Bill 1532. That would fine teachers $5,000 for teaching controversial topics in a biased way. The bill failed after Republican Senator Paul Boyer of Glendale voted against it. The idea of a $5,000 fine came back when Governor Doug Ducey signed House Bill 2898. It bans the instruction that One race, ethnic group, or sex is inherently morally or intellectually superior to another race, ethnic group, or sex, or creates discomfort for an individual because of their race, ethnicity, or sex. If a school district, charter school, or school agency is found in violation of HB 2898, the court can impose a $5,000 fine to those institutions. Ducey touted that this bill effectively bans critical race theory. So will this quell parents' fears? I don't think this is something that's going away now that uh, Governor Ducey has signed this into law. Uh, A lot of the people we've talked to uh, who are against critical race theory acknowledged up front that even if it's not being taught in the classroom today, 
they see other things like equity proposals, diversity initiatives as being influenced by critical race theory. This debate will almost certainly continue to take center stage in politics as the 2022 midterms approach. Republicans in Congress are already keeping their eye on the issue, including Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona. Um, I, I encourage people to um, be involved locally. I've talked with people as far away as uh, in uh, southern Arizona who called me about CRT, and they're getting involved there. I've talked to people involved in even northern Virginia who have brought this up to my attention. This is a nationwide problem. The best solution is going to be at the state level, and the federal government can support that by withholding uh, funding to institutions that uh, insist on teaching CRT. But as this public debate continues to unfold on local stages, parents are focused on their children's academic advancement. I was talking to a Scottsdale parent this, this morning, even, and he said, I find it very hard to believe that these parents who are going to these meetings don't care about their children. I think they do. And that's a common ground you can find in all of these meetings. But people aren't really willing to listen to one another and have a conversation and try to find balance and try to uh, find a solution that's better for everyone's kids. All right, listeners, let's dive into some afterthoughts. Yvonne, critical race theory may be something that's kind of new to people at the moment, but the idea of reaching out on the local, most grassroots level of of government in some ways through school boards, this is not a new concept, uh, especially not here in Arizona. We've, We've kind of seen this sort of thing play out before, haven't we? We sure have. I think what is super interesting about critical race theory and what we're seeing in some of these school boards and um, PTA meetings and, uh, you know, parent groups is really a return to sort of the culture wars at the most basic classroom neighborhood level. And we've seen this decades ago, right? We saw it with rap music. We've seen it with sex ed. We've seen it with some of these more hot button issues that really motivate um, people to get involved, particularly conservatives in a state like Arizona. We've seen people like Jan Brewer, who then went on to become governor, Debbie Lesko, then went on, you know, now a congresswoman, woman. These um, figures really sort of launched their political careers on their work at the most basic school board Um, level. And this, I think, is really where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people who are not politically engaged. They might watch their local nightly news, but they are not glued to cable news TV or Breitbart. But the notion that your children are coming home and asking questions about things that they might be picking up at school or might be learning in the curriculum is something that I think is really engaging to parents more broadly, but on this issue, conservatives and perhaps independents and people who might not even be politically engaged or involved because suddenly you are having to answer some really difficult questions for your kids. And that's not something that you can just turn off or walk away from. It's all teachable moments and you want to know what information are they are they learning at school? How do you be consistent or how do you counter it um, based on your own household values? 
So I think the idea of really sort of reaching people through these school boards is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, This clearly is a mechanism that young conservative Republicans are hoping to use as an engagement of new voters or to recruit new voters ahead of the 2022 cycle. We're seeing that um, with one group here in Arizona, Turning Point uh, USA and its affiliates. They are um, uh, engaged groups that are talking a lot about critical race theory. How do we see them sort of messaging this, Ron, and and perhaps using this as as a tool to engage? Yeah, so in Turning Point USA, you've got this Phoenix-based organization led by someone who is youthful and conservative in his own right, Charlie Kirk, who is speaking and expert at relating to people who are of this early parenting age, the folks who are going to be most uh, invested in this as a subject. He is doing uh, his part using his giant megaphone to keep this issue out in front of the public. And this sort of piggybacks onto the uh, stoking the grievance-based politics that have been uh, used so effectively by Republicans in the Trump era. And again, this is sort of keeping alive the idea that there are people who are being excluded from the political conversation unfairly. They want to keep that message out in front. They are turning to a a base that has been fertile ground for Republicans in the past, especially here in Arizona. And they see this as an opportunity to create both uh, a more engaged electorate in the near term and perhaps a way to find the next generation of leaders that emerges from it. That is it for today, Gaggle listeners. Make sure to subscribe to AZ Central and follow along with Joshua and Hanada's in-depth reporting on local issues and, of course, critical race theory. As a note... Audio in today's episode came from the Scottsdale Unified School Board on YouTube. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend or two. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Winget. And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Maritza Dominguez. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. Also be sure to check out Valley 101, an Arizona Republic and azcentral.com podcast that answers all your questions about the Valley. From silly to serious, you ask the questions and we find the answers. We'll see you next week.